Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Scott Aaron. Scott, you're the creator and founder of LinkedIn Lead Generation. You're the creator of the course, LinkedIn Leads Generation. You're the host of Network Marketing Made Simple. You just hit 50,000 downloads. Congratulations. And you are a two-time best-selling author. Welcome to the show. Josh, it's an honor and privilege to be here and just really grateful for the opportunity and looking forward to share all my knowledge with you and your audience. You know, you and I, before we started the interview, we were kind of talking, you know, we're, we're in, you know, quarantine right now. We're talking about like, you know, staying fit. Um, you have a background in fitness, right? I do. I do. Yeah, tell me more about that. So I got started when I was always an athlete, but uh, I was more of a, a hippie at heart. I had a, a big, big afro back in the day uh, when, I, <laughs> when I had hair and I, I used to just travel around the country seeing uh, a band called Fish and that was basically my big. No kidding. Um, yeah, I was a fish head. I mean, I still love them. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen them in a few years, but I went to close to 90 shows in my lifetime. So oh my gosh. I was dedicated. Uh, my father was more of the fitness buff, uh, still is. I mean, obviously I am as well, but he still competes uh, globally in master's bench press contests. He'll be uh, 68 later this year yeah. and uh, hold some national and world records. So my, my father was uh, always an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur, actually. My great-grandfather started the trend when he came over from Eastern Europe in the uh, early 1900s and became yeah. a butcher in South Philadelphia. No kidding. And, uh, and so, you know, it's always, it, it's born into me, but I was kind of thrusted into entrepreneurship uh, in the fitness industry. My father had made some bad business decisions in a company that he was working for that he ended up leaving and then opening mm. up a gym instead. And while that was going on, my father was also cooperating with the federal government to look into an insurance fraud case from the company that he had left, oh. which actually landed him in federal prison for two and a half years. Oh my so gosh. That's basically, that was my introduction to entrepreneurship. My, my father turned the keys over to me at 18 and a half to run the club. So uh, I had to take care of my, my mom and, and I had to take care of my sister. And it, it was, you know, what I've learned is that being resilient and overcoming obstacles in life and in business are just a part of life and business. Mm -hmm. And when you can learn to flow through all of those things like water, there is nothing that you can't achieve. And, and I, I really, I, I put my success on those principles. You know, I've made millions, I've lost millions, I've had to file for bankruptcy, I've been, you know, married and divorced twice, I've lost a house, I've had to close a gym. Like I've I've been through the ringer, but I've always I've always come out on the other side better because mm -hmm. you know the the greatest certification that anyone can get is going through life and experiencing it. Agreed. And so I, I share these ups and downs with my clients all the time because what I have found in coaching, everyone feels like they're by themselves. Everyone feels like they're the only one 
going through whatever they're going through. Mm. And when you can share that vulnerability with the person that you're coaching or an audience like this, it, it really empowers people to harness that strength that they have inside of them, bring it out and really step into living their best life. And that's what I teach every day. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you and I have a lot of similarities. Uh, my great great granddaddy Amos Elledge sold blocks of ice. Mm. That was his business. <laughs> um, so, so Scott, before we get into kind of talking about business growth and development, um, we definitely want to talk about lead gen. Uh, we both love LinkedIn. Um, you know, would you mind for the for the business owner? who is stuck at home and, you know, you and I were kind of talking about this, you know, when you work from home and you're on quarantine, you're always, you're always at home, but you're also always at the office. And so my tendency, I'm at the office, I'll just go to work. (laughs) And so uh, I, I have been you know, I've worked harder than I've probably have in the past couple of years uh, doing great stuff, but still, uh, I, you know, you would think that with more time on my hands, I would be exercising more, but I've actually exercised a lot less because my modus operandi in the past was that, okay, I need a break. I need to get out of here, go to the gym, go for a run, go for a bike ride. That was my escape. I don't really, I mean, I guess I could say, well, it's in Florida now. So it's, you know, April, it's like 95 degrees. So some of those things are kind of cut out because of the season. But how, what advice would you give to other business owners that are kind of in my position? Like, listen, um, this is how you can stay healthy and fit. What, what would you recommend? Well, it's called bedroom to boardroom because you're literally getting out of the bed and you're going to the boardroom in your office. But for me, you know, I've been working at home and it's funny because my entire life has been in a gym. I I owned and operated three health clubs. I was a personal trainer for 18 years. So I grew up in a gym. I spent most of my life in a health club. And when I, when I retired from all of that and started doing online coaching, working from home, I had to adjust my schedule. But the one thing that I knew, and this is just from personal experience, If I did not get my workout done first thing in the morning, it would never get done. And for that business owner that's home now, Mm -hmm. the the same kind of hours of operation that you typically have when you are able to leave the house, you have to create that same foundation at home. So for me, I time block my every day. I don't do any business before 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So There, there is no business calls. There is no podcasting. There's <laughs> nothing. So me and my fiance, we have the same schedule because we both work from home. We both have online businesses. We get up at six o'clock. I get up first. I get ready. And then I wake her up and she gets up after me. We take the dogs for a walk. And before the quarantine, we would then get in the car and we would drive to the, to the gym down the street and we would get our workout, come home, have breakfast, make coffee, and then kind of talk about the day and then get started. So yeah. we, ha- we had to bob and weave. And, you know, being a fitness buff, I always have equipment. So, and I'm working with very minimal things right now. I have three resistance bands. I have one medicine ball, uh, four dumbbells and push-up handles. That's all I got. And yeah. I make it work. And we just basically transferred our day from going to the gym to going to the basement. So... We wake up, still at six o'clock. I still get ready first, wake her up second, take the dogs outside. 
we go down into the basement and I already have a routine built out for us. So we just work out for 35, 40 minutes. We go upstairs, we turn the coffee pot on, we start cooking breakfast, we have coffee. So I don't, I don't go a day without working out. Now, um, I have a seven-year-old from my second marriage who is mm-hmm. with us about 35, uh, 40% of the time. Right. So that schedule obviously changes when he's here Wednesday and Thursday and then every other weekend. So um, I have to rearrange my, my workout regimen when he's here on the weekends. I actually don't work out. I, I take that time off. But you have to bob and weave. So mm. the fact is, is that what I know now being a very scheduled person, if it's in my schedule, I'm going to do it. So in my schedule, I write out my day, you know, 730 workout. And then I, you know, basically then my first thing is always at 10 o'clock. So if you write it down, if you can look at it, you can see it, you can implement it. If it's not there, it's not that important to you and you're less likely going to do it. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Thank you so much for that. I, I hope you don't mind. I was kind of selfishly asking that because I've just been off my game on on some of the areas of my life are a little out of balance right now with it. And I think it's it's easy to get out of balance when your routine is disrupted, which it is. Um, so uh, I, one thing I really want to talk with you is tell me about how you discovered LinkedIn. Yeah. So when I... I was pivoting in my my personal training practice in 2013. A friend of mine who was in the health and wellness industry asked me one question that this one question literally it changed the direction of my business. And he said to me, if you couldn't train, if you were physically unable to get to the gym to work people out because you were incapable what would you then do for income? And when I talk about this was like the mirror slapping you in the face type moment, it, it, I had never thought about doing anything else because that's all I had done. But now that he had my attention, uh, I did remember reading somewhere that the average millionaire had anywhere between five to stream, five to seven streams of income. Wow. And when I realized that I just had my personal training practice and I was one injury, I was one illness away from literally losing everything, it, it scared me into momentum. So he introduced me to network marketing, which uh, a lot of listeners might say, oh, it's one of those pyramid schemes or those Ponzi's or mm-hmm. those get rich quick things. And you know, uh, some people may feel that I, I was always psychologically unemployable. I, I never worked for anybody else. I've only worked for myself. So I didn't believe in that. I knew that whether it was doing direct sales or growing an online business, I was at the helm of creating whatever I wanted to create from it. So I dove in head first. And by 2015, I was able to create enough residual income that, that matched my personal training income. So I started weaning down my clientele list and focusing more on my online coaching practice. But at the same time, in 2015, there was a huge shift in social media. Facebook and Instagram were were just open markets at that time. You literally, you could put a post out and you would have inbox after inbox of people. (laughs) Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. Back (laughs) back in the day five years ago. (laughs) Well, Zuckerberg caught on to that, and yeah. that's why you 
I remember, Josh, I remember actually when I first started with the company was called Isogenics that I partnered with. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started with them, it was, it was May of 2013. And if you were on Facebook back then, so Facebook used to have a feature and they got rid of this like overnight. There was a feature on our personal pages where you could actually pay $6 and you could boost an organic post from your personal page to appear as the first post that anyone in your friends list would see. Mm. And then they removed that and that's when they started the, the business pages, obviously, yeah. um, because now you got to pay to play. But fast forward, it's 2015, I'm seeing these changes and I'm, I'm now... I'm now close to 17 years of personal training, almost 18 years. And, and what I realized, a couple of different things. Number one, one of my first mentors, Susan Sly, amazing human being, she said to me, when, when you're building your business and when you're building your brand, she said, you have to look yourself in the mirror and you have to ask yourself, how am I going to connect with myself today? Hmm. And this was another big aha moment because I, I feel and I, was, I felt that I was connecting with the wrong people. I, I needed to, to connect with the mirror image of me, other business professionals, other gym owners, other trainers, other nutritionists, if I was going to create some relatable business conversation. And I wasn't finding that on Facebook and Instagram because that's not where the mirror image of me was. Yeah. Facebook is the barbecue of social media. That's where people go to hang out. Yeah. And Instagram is a reality TV show. That's where people go to kind of look at what other people's lives are like, and I wish it was mine. <laughs> Good. That's a great description. Thank you. <laughs> when, so, okay, so Facebook is the barbecue. What did, what did you call uh, Instagram? Instagram is the reality TV show. R yes, right, right. So, um, Which is and, completely not real. <laughs> no. And I actually did a, a LinkedIn video the other day is that no one, what's so bad about marketing right now, Josh, between you and me, yeah, no one knows who's successful and who isn't. Because now there's like this, this checkbox of how to make people think I'm successful. And yeah. that's take pictures in front of cars that you don't own, uh, stand in front of a house that you don't live in, yeah. get, get some, you know, rack up credit card bills and get expensive clothes. Like that's, I'm in gym clothes every single day. I, I mean, mm -hmm. even before the quarantine, I, I wear jeans once a week, if that. Now, so I, I was feeling this need for connection and I, I wasn't, human connection is the, is the best building block and best business building tool that any business can have. And I, I was feeling the, I was pulled away from all of that using Facebook and Instagram and I remember having LinkedIn and I had a profile, but I didn't know what to do with it. And I remember I jumped on there and this was towards the end of 2015, just as Microsoft bought out the platform, which for those that were on there back in the day, it was more for recruiters and people finding a job. Microsoft swooped in and literally changed the game because they made it a more socially approved way to connect with business professionals and network because networking is the only and best way to actually build relationships with people. The more yes. relationships that you can build, the better the business you can have. Mm -hmm. So I jumped on there and I started connecting with other trainers, other nutritionists, other gym owners, just like me, because I wanted to talk to them about my network marketing opportunity. Sure. So I, I fixed my profile 
And I started messaging and connecting and building my network and people started responding back. They're like, yeah, I'll, let's talk. When, when can we speak? And I started booking five calls a week, 10, 15, 20, up to 40 calls in a week. Still to this day, I'm still having at least 15 to 25 calls a week. Right. So, and I started enrolling people in my business and my business started to grow. And I said, I think I have something here. So <laughs> I reached out to a friend of mine, Joe Lonzo. And he's a seasoned network marketer, very successful. And I said, Joey, you got to get on LinkedIn. This is a game changer. And I, I taught him whatever I was doing at the time. And a week later, he texted me and he said, call me. So I did. And I said, what's up? He goes, dude, whatever you showed me what to do, he goes, it really works. I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, you should teach this. Yeah. So at, at the same moment that that happened, I was invited to go on a, a live dial podcast. My first business coach, one of the best mindset coaches out there, Jeffrey Combs, invited me onto his call. And it was back in the day, you know, 2015, where, you know, people would call into a, a constant contact line and yeah. it, it was a, a live call where people yeah. could listen in and, you know, you could say hi to the host and then they mute you. And I, I was just spitting all the knowledge I knew, the, the, you know, the age demographic, 30 to 55, the size of the network that you can grow, 30,000 organic connections, the, the income that people make, 75 to $100,000 a year or more. And I was just, uh, facts are friendly. So when I figure something out, I dive deep into it because I want to know everything I can because I only speak what I know. And when I got off that call, I had eight inboxes on Facebook. And every single one of them was, can you teach me LinkedIn? Can you teach me mm -hmm. LinkedIn? And I'm like, oh my God, I found a need. Yeah. The best businesses, Josh, are built upon the backs of the people that have a common need where you can yeah. fill the void with something that they want. And that's when I realized that LinkedIn was being completely overlooked and underutilized. Oh, and totally. And that's when I dove in with my business. Yeah. Scott, could you maybe break down your best practices for what you, and, and unfortunately we've only got like five minutes left. <laughs> like I could, I could spend a whole easily another hour with you talking about yep. this, but if you could can kind of condense it down into your favorite practices for LinkedIn right now. And then of yep. course, you know, you give away a lot of content as well so people can follow you and, and learn more, but give it, give us the meat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so the meat is this, the first thing is your profile. And I'm not even going to go over that because if you go to my website, scottaaron.net, all yeah. you have to do is click free infographic and it's a free download. That's six steps to perfecting your profile. That's step yes. one. So yes. all you have to do is download that and it walks you through. Scott, real, just real quick on that one. If you think that like in today's world, uh, this is very superficial, but you are absolutely judged on your profile. People yes. are looking at it because they want to know what's the 411 on this guy? Who is this person? Um, are they professional? Can they solve my problem? Do they have any social proof? Right. LinkedIn is brilliant to the profile, the, the, the tools that they give you. If you max that out, you can absolutely do, your conversion rates will be so much higher. Media, like getting in the media, I can tell you that journalists will look that up uh, because they want to see if you're legit or not. Yeah, I mean, it gives you more visibility. You 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 appear in more searches. More people are visiting your profile, and and it's it's a website. People don't understand. People are using LinkedIn like a search engine because it actually is now. It's a social media search engine where if you don't have the right keywords on your profile, 
you are invisible. And that's why yeah. this six, it's, it's called the six steps to perfecting your profile will help you. The, the second thing is actually connecting with the right people. You're allowed 30,000 connections. I've grown mine from 500 to almost 28,000 in the last three and a half years organically. And because I'm very strategic about who I want in my network, I want people that I can A, network with, or B, could benefit from my services Mm -hmm. or could introduce me to someone. That is, I'm not looking to sell and tell. I'm looking to ask and listen. That's the big thing. So you don't just want anyone in your network. You want the right people that you could actually network with. The third part is messaging, and I call this the magic formula. It's three Mm -hmm. steps. When you're messaging someone, number one, you mention their name. Hey, Josh, great to be connected to you. Number two, the reason for reaching out without selling or pitching. I saw that you also have a podcast, as do I. Would love to hear about it, share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on LinkedIn. So that's the reason why without pitching. And then you finish with a CTA, a call to action. You have to ASK to GET, and I would basically say, do you have any time next week for a call? So you state their name, reason for reaching out, and then a call to action. And the fourth layer is social content. If you're going to produce content, which you guys should, one piece of content a day, it could be a post, an article, or a video. It should do two things. Number one, educate. Number two, inform. People are looking to consume as much content as possible that's not salesy, that's not pitchy. They want to learn, they want to be educated, and they want to be informed. So just doing those four simple things will make you stand out on LinkedIn. Brilliant. Okay, Scott, give, be very explicit. Where do people go to kind of to grab this, the, the infographic that you described and anything else where people can kind of dive into and say, I want Scott's help? So my website, scottaaron.net, has everything. It's got both of my books on there, my podcast, uh, and then my social handles. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn under Scott Aaron and on Instagram at Scott Aaron LinkedIn. And I would love to connect. Brilliant. All right, Scott Aaron, thank you so much for joining us again. You are the uh, creator and founder of LinkedIn Lead Generation, creator of the LinkedIn Leads Generation course. You're the host of the Network Marketing Made Simple. That's podcast, right? It's so someone listening to our conversation right now, go in your favorite podcast directory, go find it. Just hit 50,000 downloads. And again, two-time best-selling author. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you again. It was uh, awesome to be here and just grateful to connect. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, Tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and 
motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.